And it's an episode where a a woman interrupted uh, Jesus to worship him. And she worshipped him in a very public and memorable way. Um, Her worship was based on her appreciation, her understanding of who Jesus was. And her worship made an impact on all those who saw it, including Jesus himself. And she simply wanted to express what Jesus was worth to her. And that's the challenge of tonight's devotion. What is Jesus worth to you? And what's really challenged my heart this week, thinking about um, this woman's example, is when did my appreciation of Jesus, however that's expressed. When did my, when last did my appreciation of Jesus ever make an impact on someone else? So easy to privatize our faith. And this woman's example in Matthew 26 is an example to us all. So I'm going to ask Heather um, if she would come up and read our scripture passage from Matthew 26 and then After that, uh, we're going to sing another hymn, My Lord and my, My Rock and My Redeemer. Thank you, Heather. Matthew 26, verse 1. When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together an order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I say to you, Wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. What is Jesus worth to you? That's the question that comes to us from this woman's example in Matthew 26. And in a few moments, we'll partake of communion together, the bread and the wine, symbols which clearly reveal what we are worth to Jesus. He gave everything. His body his blood. He gave himself. He kept nothing back. He laid down his life for us at the cross. 
What is Jesus worth to you? In Matthew 26, we see a woman expressing in a a very visible way what Jesus is worth to her. She takes a, a flask of very expensive ointment and she pours it over the head of Jesus. And I'm sure every eye in that room must have been fastened on her. What she did took courage. And when she did it, she was quickly rebuked. What a waste, said the disciples. Why this waste? This, this woman's appreciation of Jesus surpassed theirs. Waste reveals worth. What this woman wasted revealed the worth of Jesus to her. Waste reveals worth. Now, when it comes to estimating the worth of something, different people place different values on worth. Maybe it's been your experience, but in my experience, when people hear that you're a Christian, sometimes they express, what a waste of a life. Why waste your life following Jesus Christ? They have no understanding of who Jesus is or the blessings that he brings And that to waste your life on Christ is the most satisfying and fulfilling way to live. I'm happy to waste my life on Christ. But isn't that often the case in life? What is worth to one person is often waste to another. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And uh, we see this in the, the art world. Someone appreciates a piece of art as worth. Others think it's a waste, it's worthless. Um, Some of you may be familiar with uh, Banksy, um, the famous or the infamous street artist. I think he's from Bristol. No one knows who he he is, and that kind of adds to his mystique. And he's made a name for himself by... Painting quite often humorous and um, um, humorous images that speak about an issue in society, and he he paints them on buildings. And so Banksy he must pick his spot, and either during the night or undercover, he pitches up with his spray paints. He paints his picture. And then he disappears without a trace. Now back in 2018, one of his paintings sold at auction in Sotheby's. And it was a painting of um, a wee girl uh, holding a a red balloon. And it sold, uh, I think it was for £1.4 million. 
But as soon as the auctioneer brought his hammer down on the sale, the painting then proceeded to self-destruct because hidden in the frame was a shredder. And no one knew about this, not the person who bought the painting, not the the auction team. Um, As as soon as the, the auctioneer brought the hammer down, the painting started to go through the shredder. And the bottom half of the painting was cut into shreds, and the top half of the painting uh, was left intact. There were gasps around the auction room. What a waste, cried people. What a waste of a painting. What actually happened was that Banksy had created an instant work of art. Um, Three years later, that same waste of a painting was sold at Sotheby's, only this time it sold for £19 million. A half-shredded painting. Waste reveals worth. Someone appreciated the value of that artwork. Waste reveals worth. We see that here in Matthew 26. And I want to think about this woman's waste on Christ. Look at where Jesus is in Matthew 26. Verse 6. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. He's in Bethany. It's a little village just two miles or so outside of Jerusalem. These are uh, Jesus' final days approaching the cross. And he's not in the city. Uh, The city that should have received him as king. The city that should have embraced him with, with open arms as their Messiah. Jesus can't even go into the city. The opening verses of the chapter tell us that in Jerusalem, they were plotting to kill him. And so Jesus is in the outside place. That's the story of Jesus' life, in the outside place. But not only is he in the outside place, Jesus is in the house of Simon the leper. We were hearing about lepers this morning. Lepers were treated as outcasts. Simon must have been a cleansed leper, perhaps cleansed by Jesus himself. So Jesus is in the outside place and he's in the house of an outcast. He sits at the table of an outcast. This is just what Jesus came to do. To save the outcast. To save sinners such as, such as me, such as you, such as anyone who will trust him. And he brings us to his table. He brings outcasts into his home and into his fellowship. He's in the outside place. He's in the house of the outcast. And then he is interrupted by an unnamed Woman, at least in Matthew's account, she is unnamed. 
The actions of this woman would have been frowned upon in the culture of the day. It would have been forbidden for a woman to act in this way. But Jesus doesn't stop her. Now now think for a minute the timing of this episode. Think of the the context here. In, In these final days approaching the cross, people were abandoning Jesus. People were deserting him. Men were plotting to kill him. Men were scheming violence against him. In less than two days' time, Jesus would be mocked and ridiculed. He would be spat upon and beaten and crucified. And in the midst of all of that, this woman performs one last act of kindness upon Jesus before he goes to the cross. And without fear, she shows everyone what Jesus is worth to her. She's unnamed in Matthew, but but I think this woman is probably Mary. Um, There are differences of opinion, but I think she's probably Mary, the sister of Martha, the sister of Lazarus, whom Jesus raised to life a few days earlier. Mary had watched Jesus weep at her brother's grave at the tomb. Uh, She had witnessed the power of Jesus to raise Lazarus to life. Luke tells us that Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, listening to his teaching. So if this woman was indeed Mary, she had a, a rich appreciation of who Jesus was. And she takes something very costly, and she expends it, she, she wastes it, in the words of the disciples, on Jesus. She takes a flask of very expensive ointment, probably made from, from pure nard, um, extracted from the root of a plant, which I believe was grown in India, hence it was so expensive. And this ointment was used to anoint the dead bodies of loved ones, to mask the smell of decay. The Jews didn't embalm uh, the dead like the Egyptians. They anointed them with, with ointment. And this ointment would have had a particularly enduring aroma. This ointment would have had potentially significant sentimental value to this woman. Perhaps it was a family heirloom that had been handed down uh, from the generations. If this is the same incident as we read about in John chapter 12, it was very, very costly. Um, The equivalent of a year's wages, according to John's narrative. 30, 40,000 pounds in today's money, perhaps. And she takes it and she pours it on Jesus. She was prepared to waste it on Jesus. Mary appreciated what Jesus was going to face. 
Look at the words of Jesus in verse 12. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. She understood who Jesus was. She understood that he was facing death. And what she wastes on Jesus reveals what he is worth to her. Jesus is worth everything. She faced a strong rebuke from the disciples, the friends of Jesus. Verse 8, when the disciples saw it, they were indignant. They, that word means they, they, they snorted, they bellowed like, like an animal. Saying, why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. Even to his friends, Jesus wasn't worth that much. He was worth something, but not everything. But Jesus appreciated what this woman did. Look at verse 10. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. I think in a very real sense, the fragrance of this ointment would have meant so much to Jesus in his final days and hours. When all others had abandoned him and forsaken him, when he stood utterly alone, facing false trial after trial, scourging, surrounded by hatred and wickedness directed towards him. Perhaps the fragrance of this ointment still clung to Jesus. A reminder of how much he was worth to this woman. Jesus says in verse 13, Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And here we are, 2,000 years and more later, and what Mary did, what this woman did, is still being remembered as a memorial to her. But what we do now, in sharing this simple supper together is a memorial to Christ who poured himself out on the cross to save us from our sins. It is a reminder to us of how much we are worth to Jesus and what he was prepared to go through to save our souls. He was prepared to come into the home of the outcast, to come to this earth. He was prepared to take the outside place and hang on the cross and suffer for our sins. And he brings us to his table and into his house. And as we eat the bread, as we drink the cup together, we are reminded 
that Jesus is worth everything to us. What is Jesus worth to you? Are you prepared to waste your life on him? To follow and serve Jesus Christ. Perhaps you you don't know Jesus. Perhaps Jesus has no worth to you. I would encourage you to read the Bible. To find out more about Jesus Christ. About who he is and what he has done. He is worthy of your faith. And worthy of your life.